0: It's time for Blessed
1: to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire, score! My guest today is a priest for the Diocese of Camden in New Jersey. Father Tom Barcelona has been a priest for 20 years, and in addition to his daily parish responsibilities he's also the chaplain the catholic chaplain to the nfc champions philadelphia eagles we'll talk to father tom about his uh chaplaincy with the eagles and his road to the priesthood Uh, joining us from southern new jersey is father tom barcelona father tom welcome to blessed to play welcome thank
0: you and uh, once again it's 29 years
1: 29 years i misspoke yes a long time you've been a a priest and uh, i'm sure you're blessing the people that are now at your parish there in uh, cape may county but let's talk about this journey you grew up in woodbridge new jersey um i'm sure you you know love sports like every other kid did but uh talk about just uh enjoying sports as a kid and in particular football
0: yeah, right, well, you know, football was an enjoyment as as any young, you know. Lot, nowadays is a little bit different with the with football, with the uh, parents and more going more towards uh, uh, soccer. But growing up with football, football was a it was a thing, it was a team game we play. You know, it was just it was fun, fun, more watching than maybe playing too as well. In that point, so and uh, when I uh, uh, when I decided to go into the seminary, I went to the seminary up into. Um, Scranton, the University of Scranton. We lived in, the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Pius X Seminary up in Dalton, PA, and then we commuted down to Scranton uh, for four years down there. We had Sandlock uh, football that we played there a little bit on that point too as well.
1: Being in the seminary in Scranton and uh, this journey to the priesthood, when did you first have the inclination or the desire to at least uh, look into perhaps becoming a priest? How early was that for you?
0: Well, I I guess, uh, um, you know, that's a question that's asked many times. I I wouldn't say there's one specific time, but I think I was very close to the church, close to the priest in my parish as well. And I guess in high school, when you're trying to make life decisions to do that, you know, and uh, I didn't go in right after high school. I went in at 26 uh, years old is when I started. So I was in the business world for a little bit on that point beforehand. And it's just the sense that, you know, you feel that drive or you feel that, Paul, so that's something special in that way too, as well. Where you feel that comfort, uh, comfort in church too, as well, as you know, and becoming part of church too, as well.
1: Now, as I mentioned, you're a priest in the Diocese of Camden, and for our listeners, that is in the southern part of New Jersey, but very close to Philadelphia. In fact, uh, you, you had other parish assignments, and uh, I don't know how this Philadelphia Eagles chaplaincy opened up, but um, tell us how this came to fruition. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, we're, just, we're just the we're the the lower six counties in the state of New Jersey, Camden Diocese, and literally we share bridges from uh, to Philadelphia. Uh, and what happened was, I was a uh, um, I was a retreat house. i was running a retreat house in Camden, uh, uh, Pius X Retreat House, and uh, who is now Bishop Checchio, uh, uh, he was my senior Checchio at that time, was called back. To Rome to the uh, North American College. And he was the chaplain at the time. And when he left, uh, got to know people over there through him, uh, they asked me to take over the chaplaincy on that point. And that's 20 years ago, you know, it was 03. And uh, I guess the rest they say is history on that point.
1: (laughs) Blessed to play Ron Meyer. We're chatting today with Father Tom Barcelona, 29 years a priest at Diocese of Camden. He's also the uh, chaplain to the NFC Champions. Philadelphia Eagles fly. Eagles fly is the motto. And uh, Father Tom knows that pretty well. So let's talk about this chaplaincy uh, over 20 years. And uh, you've been to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. Eagles came up on the short end. But uh, uh, last year was a very special year. Obviously, it came up on the short end, but they made it to the big game. But talk about just being present for the players and what your responsibilities are as a Catholic chaplain for this NFL team.
0: Well, it, has, it really has a, a change, or you know, almost like a metamorphosis over the 20 years that have been involved with it. Uh, You know, at, at first we we would have masks at the airport, at Philadelphia airport. The, the team would stay overnight on Saturday before the game, so the the um, home games, and that was a little bit a little bit different. On that point, you're going in there and you're in the in a, like a like a, a a room a special room like you know like almost a banquet room would you have a would you have math and uh, I guess there was always about fifteen twenty people for math at that point too as well coming in there and you know definitely mass is the night before that's the pro the' always been the the uh, the process here at the Eagles. uh you do the night before the home games mm-hmm. so like tomorrow night i I'll go over uh, which has changed now. We're out of the airport. We're actually in the Nova Center now. Uh, we we uh, I'll go over there for mass at six thirty tomorrow night. So we'll have mass at six thirty uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, they'll play the uh, you know the preseason game on Thursday. And uh, it plays out that you know we're there for math time. If anyone wants to go to confession beforehand, um, I always stay and have dinner with the players and the coaches too as well, either before or after the match. I say a little bit over there at that point, point. and you know during the many years is that things would be baptized children or you know sometimes there's uh, some woes or or even sometimes sometimes dealing with death with a you know a parent um, or a friend, uh, so you're just there in sense of counseling in the, in, the, in the priestly way on that point. I guess that's a, a great way of saying it.
1: Yeah, it's sort of a parish community or another parish community. And you're obviously meeting the spiritual needs of these these men and perhaps even staff members as well. But talk about some of the players that uh, you developed relationships with over these 20 years. You know, obviously Reggie White was a big presence there, the Minister of Defense, in fact. And, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb, you had a number of coaches that have come through. But talk about some of those relationships that were formed.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't mention names, so that's why okay. I won't mention name on that point. So many times I'm asked who comes to mass and who doesn't come to mass. And if I learned something over the 20, the 20 years, it's uh, not to not to be a name dropper on that point. But uh, yeah, very much relationship. There's a few people, few there minor coaches and and the staff members that really I I started with them 20 years ago. They're still present over there. You know, the players come and they go to As well, some of them you do build build up relationships with them. At that point, and you know, he may, uh, they may may pop up out of the map. at one of the parishes I was at, or or maybe just seeing them somewhere. You know, as simple as down the beach, or you I'm know, in Cape May uh, courthouse, seeing them down at the beach too. If you run across to them, but you keep a bond, a little bit of a bond you establish with them, and and, and you know, it's a it's a it's a, 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 a very much a friend bond too as well as as well as the many non Catholics that are over there uh, with the, some of the guys you might I might sit and have dinner with some of them, before, you know, during the whole, during the whole season. And it, it's just a, it's that relationship. And you use the word family. It really is like an extended family that it comes to be over there at that point. That, you know, they're there and uh, I'm there. And the the, the the relationship is always open if they need to. Uh, they need anything they can always get a hold of me to as well at that point.
1: So let's talk about some of the special seasons that you have witnessed uh, over these 20 years. I mean, uh, obviously... The Super Bowls uh, were big, and, and you went to the one in Jacksonville. Uh, talk about that experience, you know, being with the team and also uh, being at that Super Bowl in Florida.
0: Right. I mean, it's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, uh, I was not able to attend the other uh, two Super Bowls because I have my commitment as a pastor, too, as well, mm-hmm. here that I cannot overlie. You know it, it can't uh, have to – the parish comes first. I guess it's the best way to put it, and uh, so I have a couple of priest friends. I went out to uh, to both Minnesota and then last year to Arizona to, to do it. And What I remember is chaos. I guess it's the best way to put it <laughs> in Jacksonville. You know, it it was it was not enough hotel space there. It was um, uh, Jacksonville was not that big of a town, and it, it was um, it, I guess it was good chaos too as well, and it's the it excitement too as well. To be president, and of course, you want to win, but you know, what you gotta basically suck it up afterwards that they say that you know it wasn't meant to be on that point. So, I mean, that's that's how I look at it. I mean, that's it, it's a challenge, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, I know how I feel sometimes afterwards, but I think for these players, you know, they work all summer now, they've been in the training camp now, you know, and they, they go into it, and they, they do a great season, all the bumps and bruises and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And then they come down, and, you know, a matter of two or three points or or a touchdown or something at that point, and they wind up losing. It's it's a letdown sometimes as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think many fans don't realize the uh, life of a professional athlete. It could be very volatile. I mean, obviously there's some that have a lot of longevity. I think the average uh, span of an NFL player is a little bit over three years, so it's not very long, and it could be cut short with injury, and there's trades, and... And they could get cut, so uh, they're in a very they're in a situation where their life could change immediately. Do you do you find out that's where you come in handy when uh, they need some counseling?
0: Sometimes after which, or you know, in a sense of a trade, they may be traded, and they didn't they really didn't want to be traded. And you know, I hate to say it, you become a commodity almost on mm-hmm. that point. You know, where you wish you had that much control. You do, you know, to your age, you have some sort of sense of control, but. I mean, you could be here today and gone tomorrow at that point. Or, as you, you, know, you said earlier, you know, one little injury. And I'm not say sure one injury. And you know, it could change your life, you know, what you're used to and what you're part of could change for the rest of your life, too, as well. And, and that was second on that point. And, you know, we saw injuries last year many times. We saw many injuries that, you know, really, really, it's a, it really stopped them. I mean, it stopped them in their tracks. And, you know, a different way to look at it. I, I tell them, too, also sometimes, uh, as, you know, people ask to, to me on that point, and, you know, uh, you, you always have to, have to have a second plan on that way. You know, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, like I was saying earlier about vocations, you know, I said, you know, I was in the working world uh, before I went to the seminary. And, you know, I, I, did I think I was going to stay there? No, I thought I was going to eventually go in. It was just trying to find that sense of commitment to say, Yes, I want to go in. And I say to them sometimes, football is great now, but it's not going to be, you know, unless you're Brady or some other longevity <laughs> with a long life at that point. But you got to look forward to, with sometimes with an education, but something where you're going to go to afterwards as well. And I think that's, that's so important sometimes, to us, And not just for football. I think that's any sport in general on that point, though.
1: Yeah, some good words there. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll pick it up with Father Tom Barcelona, priest for the Diocese of Camden in New Jersey, and also the chaplain to the NFC champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Keep it right here. You're listening to Bless to Play.
0: A prayer for the holy souls in purgatory. God, our creator and redeemer, by your power, Christ conquered death and returned to you
1: in glory. May all your people who have gone before us in faith share his victory and enjoy the vision of your glory forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome back to Bless the Play. Ron Meyer joined today with Father Tom Barcelona, a priest for the Diocese of Camden in New Jersey, not far from Philadelphia, uh, which uh, allows him to also be the Catholic chaplain to the Philadelphia Eagles. And he's been doing this uh, twenty years or so. And uh, got to attend the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, and of course have seen many teams, many players coming out. He provides a great service to the club, uh, the sacraments, in fact. Uh, You know, saying mass for the team and being there for counseling, confessions, and so on and so forth, as he talked about in the first half of the show. Father Tom, there's a lot of parallels, I think, in doing a sports radio show between the virtues and also being an athlete. Maybe you could talk about that because athletes deal with so much stuff in what I would say is an innocuous environment in the sense that it's not usually life or death. It's something you're learning as you're playing the game. But maybe you could talk about the correlation about... Being a competitive athlete and also pursuing the spiritual life as well.
0: Well, yeah, I think too. Also, you guys look. I, I always said that. I, I one time I, I ran a CYO here in the when we had CYO in the um, in the diocese, uh, and I'm very active with a uh, CSC with Catholic Activities for Christ. And um, once again, I think it's a sense of ministry. That's what I always say with that sense of, of looking at ministry. And you know, uh, each person is a minister. Mm-hmm. And you know on a on a on a maybe say a high school or or a grade school level, the player is a minister, the coach is a minister, the family the parents are ministers in that way of faith it's a projective on that point to say that they all come into faith on that point that there was there was um they're all disciples they're all disciples in that sense of ministry before with faith on that point you know everybody wants to be. Everybody thinks they're gonna be the greatest too as well. And you know, in my, my lifetime I've seen many parents struggle and, and and send them to this camp or that camp and because they're gonna be the next great basketball player or football player or baseball player. And it doesn't happen that way too. Or sometimes they're doing it that the child did not want to do it. They're doing it for the parents
1: mm-hmm.
0: at that point. And it's a sense of the sense of spirituality or virtues we're saying. Sometimes there's wisdom, you know, to give to the spirit. You know, sometimes there's knowledge and wisdom. You think think there's the Spirit and the different ways of knowing where you are and knowing what you can do as well. You can only do so much, and you can only push yourself so much. And, you know, you, everybody cannot be the quarterback. Everybody cannot be the pitcher at that point, you know, or the guard. You know, different ways that we're called for. God blesses you, and I think it's accepting that too as well. And, you know, I, 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 I go back to the Phillies. Last week with a no hitter, at that point where faith really played in that, on him saying afterwards that he thanked God for the talents that he had Mm -hmm. that he was able to do on that day for that no hitter, and I think that's where sometimes we uh, you get into conflict sometimes, and sometimes you know even with coaches wise and talking with coaches sometimes where they may say something about this guy or that guy, it doesn't say something to me. It's the challenge that once again you know. You have to look through, uh, you know, you're looking through rose colored glasses sometimes, but sometimes you got to really make the step back. Or Almost you, my mind went, mind of wine of being maybe the father figure at that point with these young guys coming out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you think about the young guys coming out in any sports. I mean, at, at 20, 21 years of age, 22 years of age, and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, it, it, it's mind boggling sometimes at that point. But you know to get into the way to know, what what, what is and uh, what, you know what you can do and how you can do it as well, at that point. So.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because I know that a lot of these players are very young, and as you mentioned, they're coming in with uh, a ton of money now. They're signed a big contract, and that head coach or the coaches on the team could be a father figure or just a guide for them to get through life. Uh, they're they're so young and and fragile at that point, and the whole world is. Is uh right in front of them and with all the allure's temptations, so on and so forth. Which brings me to like some practical advice for young athletes, because we're living in a sports crazy culture, as you know. And uh, you mentioned before about you know the young athlete trying to pursue a scholarship in sports, which is not bad in and of itself, but obviously we need to put God first in all things. So how does the young athlete pragmatically pursue competitiveness? Com- pursue the, the best that they can be athletically, but also keeping God at the center?
0: That's a million-dollar question. Let me tell you how much. You can write a couple books on that one. Um, I, I, if, I don't know if I have the right answer or the correct answer for that, too, as well. I mean, it, it's faith-driven sometimes, but, you know, you see the choices here, and I see as a pastor, I've been seeing at the pastor over you know, the last 30 years, the change of sometimes where, you know, Sunday was the family day, Mm-hmm. To come and you know, basically, celebrate liturgy to, to, as a faith-filled uh, state. To take time to be together, to pray together. But you know, I would say over the last 10, 15 years ago uh, now, even with the young kids, the sports, and it's not just sports. I mean, it might be dance, or you know, it might be something else. On that point, has really bumped out. Almost Sunday being the family day, being the day to come to worship. Mm-hmm. They come the day to come to pray and to be with God too as well. So, like I'm just saying, it's a loaded question at that point. How do you do it? You promote it. You know, sometimes you don't want to make it mandatory. You know, like sometimes the of years, they made a lot of stuff mandatory, but sometimes the mandatory things sometimes can turn people away too, also. And we want to evangelize. You want to be there to evangelize to them to say, you know, come, let sit down and talk. And maybe there's a different way, a different approach that we can go about doing it as well. And I, I think that plays within the family. It plays within sports, too, as well, on that point. And as I said earlier, you know, as they, they're gung-ho coming in very young. But sometimes they have to look up to the older players that are there, too, as well. Maybe the one guy that's you know, maybe a tackle or center and has 10, 15 years experience, and that's almost saying that, you know, you walk around with your, your chest blown out saying, you know, oh, I'm good. I got this, I got that. But sometimes it's the commonality. With the commonness of the people to come together in that way to trust. I think the word trust comes in there, to the trust them too as well on that point.
1: From your observations, and uh, a football team is one of the one of the consummate team sports, you have to be in unison just to get a playoff or you go off sides, especially on the offensive side. But how important is that spiritual bond amongst players for team chemistry? Because this doesn't get talked about in the secular media, but after the game you see the... Both teams coming together in the uh, the middle of the field and have a prayer. But it doesn't get talked about, like I mentioned. But how important is that to the life of an NFL team?
0: Well, it's just not an NFL. I think it's all team-wise, you'll see. But basically, I've seen it in the locker room, too, beforehand. As well as a simple prayer, whether it's a college game or you know, a high school game, defensive prayer that's said beforehand. And once again, in the sense of thanksgiving, coming back at the end, no matter what the outcome was. But it's that sense of unity. You know, it's a team sport. You just said it. You know, it's a team sport. It's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. And I think when you play as a team, and I said that in the homilies over there, we're talking to them. When, we, when you play as a team, as to, you know, no matter offense, defense, when you play as a team, in that sense, in the spirit with you, in that sense of teams, uh, team-wise, it comes together. It works together to itself. It's no different than a parish where, you know, was, you might be the pastor, but you have a team. It's a team effort with all who works with you, whether it's a DRE or CRE, your deacons, your you know, the uh, lady. Uh, All That all comes together to form the outcome, to form something that's good at that point. I hope I, I answered your question.
1: Yeah, you did, yeah. Uh, also, you know, we think, obviously, as Catholics, uh, pray to saints for their intercession. But uh, the young athletes out there may be looking for a saint to, uh, you know, to help them out to get closer to God, and also to help them out be the athlete that they can be. Who's that one saint that you would point to?
0: I, I well, I, I, have, I have multitudes I doing at that point, but the young one, you know, Carlos, uh, Saint Blessed Col- uh, Carlos. I always had the young, the young, younger guys coming in high school, uh, you know, going into. Uh, you know, into the professional thing too. It's a young guy right there. I mean, he wasn't a sports enthusiast. He was a tech guy. But, but once again, looking at that point. Well, I use St. John Vianney sometimes. That's you know, that's our priest, that's a, uh, that's parish priest. But once again, and you know, no matter what he did or the struggles that he had, he had many struggles, whether right? It was in the seminary or whatever. But he still found his, his place. He still, still found God and the sense of people and sitting down with confession every day, and night summer or winter and that point. He's a good guy that offers the challenge in that way. And then you know, you go, you can go into uh, other different other saints. I mean you can list the whole saints and mm-hmm. you know, they read the for you know, uh, uh for hopeless causes sometimes on that point. That's a an outreach to do it. Or you know, I, I mean Joseph as the, the stepfather of Christ as well. You know, and there was a you know, he was a he was basically the uh, secondary player in that point on that thing with the you know not to take, you take, you say, take second chance to, to bless the mother, but you know, there's so many different saints and different ways to do it. I always tell them to Google it. I go online, <laughs> and like, I tell a counterlinded kid, well, I find an interest you have, and go on Google it, and find out, and read the story, and mm-hmm. see where that story fits into your life.
1: Yeah, I just came to mind. If you're in Philadelphia, you have to kind of call on St. Catherine Drexel as well, don't you? Drexel, well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Drexel or. or uh, John Newman
1: or, or uh, uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton. I mean, they're, they're, they're the three biggies over, over in that area at that point, too, as well. Yeah, territorial prayer for, uh, to uh, pray to a saint, to it Could help us out, right? No no, no doubt about it. <laughs> now, listen, I, I I know the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles, shared something with you that they shared with their players, and it had a lot of bling on it. In fact, uh, I got to see, when I met Father Tom, his, his championship ring, which I didn't say at the time, Father Tom, but the reflection from the sun off of those diamonds were really blinding me, but uh, a beautiful piece of jewelry, I will say, and that had to be pretty special for you when the the uh, Eagles presented you with the uh, NFC Championship ring.
0: That's for sure. That was, I was, I've been blessed to be able to have the uh, Super Bowl ring and the after, after championship ring, too, as well. And uh, The championship ring was a little bit of a surprise as well, both times calling and saying, uh, saying that I was going to wind up pen one Never in my life would I ever think I a super bowl ring at that point and you know i don't wear jewelry so it becomes more of a conversation piece than than anything on that point but i I, it makes me feel good because i think i'm appreciated with that 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 little gesture on that point that uh you know you're part of the group Mm -hmm. you know it's not either looking in but you become part of the team as well on that point so
1: yeah, indeed. And if we see Father Tom on the sidelines during a game, are you uh, sweating it out with the team? Are you emotionally it into the game? Uh, what is your demeanor during the course of watching the Eagles play?
0: It's You know, they play a lot of 1 o'clock games. And as a pastor, it's very tough because we have baptisms on Sunday. So so the early afternoon games, I'm usually catching it on the second, you know, at the halftime. But it is deciding sometimes. And I sometimes, you know, it's great to be at the field, but sometimes it's just as great to sit in your living room too and watch it sometimes in, in silence that you can hear different things. And I pray that they may win too as well.
1: <laughs> well, God answered your prayers for wins last year uh, quite abundantly, and we'll see what happens during the uh, 2023 season. Well, Father Tom, Barcelona has been our guest as I mentioned, he's a priest in the Diocese of Camden and also the Catholic chaplain to the NFC champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Father Tom, thanks so much for uh, carving out uh, some time on what is a busy day for you. And we know that. And uh, talk a little bit about sports, but also your journey into the priesthood. Thanks so much for coming on. Blessed to play. All
0: right. God bless you. Thank you for, for the interview, too, as well. May you be at peace.
1: Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You could like us on Facebook and hit us up on the Platform X, formerly known as Twitter, at Blessed to Play. For Father Tom Barcelona, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Feel free to email us at info at blessed2play.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.